Welcome to Service Evolution, America's premier destination for service industry leaders. We deliver the advice and insight you need to get ahead in your career, learn new skills, and succeed in the competitive world of service. Our podcast features experts from across the country who provide their valuable insight on topics such as branding, strategy building, and customer service. Whether you're just starting out or looking for ways to take your company to the next level, join us and discover how to make a positive impact today. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at Service Evolution. Back for another exciting episode with my co-host, Jim Robinson. What's up, buddy? Hey, let's do this. Another day. Get educated. I got a blank journal, and it's ready. With a fresh pencil, we're going to load the content today. Our listeners are going to get a mind blow today with the value bombs. I'm excited. You know why? Because we have Sarah from Tiny Marketing on. What's up, Sarah? Hello. It's good to be here. (laughs) We chatted a while ago and we finally get to meet up. I know. I'm excited to to get all this content from you because it's, it's something we haven't really talked about yet. But in the service industry, marketing's kind of important. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> kind of important. And it's one of those things that, um, I don't know, we just really haven't covered. We covered like leadership and education and training, all kinds of really great stuff. And then, you know, when I uh, got the opportunity to connect with you, I was like, yes, this is going to be great. So we're going to go through this. But before we get started, if you could kind of give a, a kind of a, a brief introduction to who you are for the listeners, that would be awesome. Yeah. So I'm the founder of Tiny Marketing. I've been, doing that for three years full-time, but like eternity on the side. Before that, I was working in uh, marketing for construction companies, building materials, building services, just everything having to do with the places we're inside of. (laughs) Nice. Outstanding. Yeah, so I'm excited to be here and talk construction marketing. Where did that name come from? Tiny marketing, yeah. because I was a one-person marketing department pretty much my entire life. So I learned how to streamline marketing so you're only doing the stuff that moves the needle. You don't have awesome. to do everything. <laughs> awesome. I love that. We got some really cool stuff. I think it's important for people to kind of get a basis of what marketing is versus sales and where it comes in and how it plays a role. And, you know... If you really could start off by explaining kind of the core concept of marketing, um, especially in context of B2B, that would be awesome. Yeah. So marketing is building brand awareness and selling through educating before you're talking to your ideal customer. So the idea is to sell before you sell. It's basically a 24-7 salesperson who is shortening the sales cycle because these people that are coming to you or that you're reaching out to, they already start to know, like, and trust you before ever having that first conversation. So it's so much easier to get that meeting, get on the phone, and get people to actually say yes to your proposals. Outstanding. We got to, I think we got to bring Sarah on full time at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) <laughs> how do they how does that b2b brand right how, how do they effectively use the content and the marketing to engage that potential 
customer because we're also immune now to so much marketing content. How, how do we get through that? How do we use that content? It's all about the value. Are you actually understanding who your customer is, what their challenges are, what their triggers are that gets them to start looking for a solution in the first place and preemptively building that content around it? So when they start to Google how to solve those problems, when something comes up, your content is what comes up. And when you become the teacher to them, that's how you build that trust and make it a lot easier for people to say yes. And B2B is just like B2C in that, you know, we're talking to people. We're educating people. Everybody who works in a business is somebody who has fears and wants and a transformation that they desire, just like everybody else. So with that journaling, I'm right. See, he's right and digging some notes. (laughs) One of the things, you know, I know if we, you can generate the content and I'll kind of, as a follow up to your answer there is how do you create, I mean, you obviously you, you add value and you, you work with people and, uh, and try to communicate, um, based on those needs and their wants and trying to fulfill that. But in your experience, like I'd love to hear if you had a story of someone you work with and, and that you help them do that and could really kind of make some progress. Yeah, actually, I'll tell you a couple stories. Cool. <laughs> so when I worked in-house, I worked for a big construction company. They were all over the U.S. And um, they didn't have any marketing before I came in. Like a lot of construction companies, they didn't have any marketing. So what I started to do was build out their education based, their educational content based off of the sales calls that we were having, our PMs that were going out in the field and our business development people who are having these conversations. And I would just go straight to them and say, well, what questions did they ask? Mm. What is it that they are having trouble with right now? And that made it so much easier for me to start creating content calendars that attracted those people because if they were our ideal customer on that certain project, it is very likely that other ideal customers for different projects have similar questions. So it's a really easy place to start is talk to the people who are out in the world talking to your customers because they have a lot of answers on the challenges that your customers are going through. So when I did that, I ended up increasing our traffic so much to our website thanks to SEO. And they actually won an award for one of the best construction blogs And um, so that was exciting. That was one thing. Nice. And I'm currently, I have a client who's in construction also. And they have tripled their traffic to their website because of their blog. And they are getting all of that traffic through really core keywords that they want to get. Like ground up construction is a huge one for them. Facility maintenance. Mm. And they're ranking number one for these keywords that are pretty like short tailed. (laughs) So they're attracting a lot more lead stinks to that. And when you do that and you start to get traffic to those blogs, it's like high level content. So it's hard to capture them sometimes. Like how do you convert them? (laughs) Get them to actually hang out with you, contact you. Um, You want to attach a lead magnet to those blogs that are ranking really well in Google. So it's super easy to start marketing to them through email. So what I do is I always just go to 
this search, uh, like search, what is it? This search dashboard on Google. And I see what pages are getting the most traffic through Google. And then I create custom lead magnets just for that. So if a blog about budgeting your construction project is ranking really high and getting a ton of organic clicks, then I'm going to create a lead magnet around budgeting your construction project so I can capture those emails and market to them. Nice. And then once you do that, you can also apply those email addresses to your advertising. So you are reaching them in a lot of different ways. That's interesting. Wow. Based on that and, and and really looking at all the different types of content that you're producing, what do you think are the some of the, the key types of content that really have proven highly effective? And we talked a little bit about email, but what else? Yeah, video does really, really well. So for the I honestly usually gear towards podcasting or video with most companies. But I have found with all of my construction and facilities clients that blogging has done really well for them. And um, But I, I like video because you're able to build a rapport with your audience before they reach out to you. And it's really great for service-based businesses like this because they are essentially buying a person. They are buying their expertise they have to work with that person. <laughs> and so they have to know them and they have to like them and want to spend time with them on those meetings. So bringing in your customer-facing people, your subject matter experts that are already in your company and having them be the content creators for your business is really huge. And it really cuts down that sales cycle. I think Jim might have a question. You can see him thinking the wheels are turning over there. I mean, just the, the part about using the team, right? The team has all the expertise. It's why they're working in the company. And having them come up with content that could be in a blog is just brilliant. It's like, I've been in business a long time, and that was so simple that it was so complicated for me to even come up with that. So <laughs> thank you for that. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a half a page into journaling here already, so I'm, I'm a note taker. I like to get content and then read it like a book. <laughs> but yeah, that's super powerful. I mean, because that that is the professionals already on the team, whether it's our team yeah. or somebody else, it's they're already there. And being able to pull that out, one, they become a bigger contributor, which would be a win for the individual, the team player, and then a giant win for the value add to the buyer. It seems yeah. like just so simplistic that it's just kind of a no brainer that we should have already done that and then accelerate that as we get better at doing it. Well, and you think about it in terms of like the people who are reaching out to potential customers, if they are the ones doing the content creation yeah. and the face, it's so much easier to be like, okay, I feel like I kind of know you. I'm willing to have a yeah. conversation at least. <laughs> yeah. Do you find, do you run into specifically with construction? Construction traditionally is kind of a little behind on the curve for technology. And a lot, of, right? Pretty much. And then a lot, of, <laughs> yep, yep. Just, just say what it is. And then a, a lot of companies are, like you said, they're, they don't even market. It is they have their reputation, they do work. And they, how do you approach that with them, especially saying, hey, I want your project managers to start creating content? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, most of the time, I am the first marketer on the team or I'm working with a really small marketing department, like zero to two people. Yeah. 
So we have to utilize the subject matter experts and the customer-facing people. But yeah, sometimes it is really hard to get them on board and willing to do that because it is an adjustment to saying, okay, I was just behind my computer chatting and uh, typing and I was not the face of anything (laughs) before. So what I do is I I have this thing, I think we talked about in our pre-call, called a strategic spark, where I bring all of the stakeholders together in that initial meeting and they all are part of building out the strategy. I bring them in and they support that strategy. Mm. So they have buy-in right from the beginning. They know what roles they'll play at the end of the day. And they feel heard because they are heard. They have insights on every stage of that customer journey that we probably haven't brought people together and talked about before. But you get that all (laughs) out in that 60 to 90 minute session. And you get all those insights and then they feel like they're part of it. And they are a part of it. Nice. So that helps a lot is bringing them in from the very beginning. I would think everybody on the team wants to be known as a contributor to whatever that next uh, next phase or next step is. And being able to increase the client roster, adding value to other people is a big deal. I don't know anyone on the team that'd say, nah, I'm not going to do that. I, I think there would be there'd be a buy-in to that. But, you know, the one or two that are scared because they're introverted, you know, we can get, we can work through that even. I mean, there's ways we can transform the concept of being introvert and use the introvert as an extrovert. Uh, 100% is. Yeah, there's a value add to that for the introverted buyer. Yeah, and you could have someone interview the more introverted subject matter experts that don't want to be on video and use their quotes or have them as a contributing author to an article. There are lots of ways to bring people in if they don't feel comfortable on video. And so many people don't. That's okay. You can go another route with it. But being able to capture their expertise is the real key. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Are we supposed to be taking a break, Sean? Yeah. Right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think we gotta I think we gotta thank the people that make it all possible. We're gonna do that. We're gonna take a break right now. We'll thank our sponsors and we'll be right back. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services Inc. are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember, call CGP. They are ready to be on site 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they're a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today, 858-454-7326. Or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. We are here, of course, with Jeff Robinson, my co-host, and uh, Sarah from Tiny Marketing. And we have jumped into the rabbit hole uh, of mastering B2B content and the magic. And, and Sarah is a guru, man. 
she's got the answers here that uh, we've been kind of you know, scratching her head, figuring out as a service company, how do you do this? How do you create content? How do you get it out there? It's pretty cool stuff. So we're excited. We're going to jump into I a bunch of new stuff. businesses. They're my favorite because you get to really spotlight everybody within the organization. And you can't yeah. do that as much with a product company. I love that. I love that. Well, let's dive into account-based marketing. This is kind of a big okay. deal. I mean, this is a core standard of like how, how we market. And I think probably a lot of other companies market with account-based marketing. But I wonder if you can kind of elaborate on what ABM is and essentially the benefit to in a B2B marketplace. Yeah. So especially if you are targeting big contracts, like mm-hmm. in the construction industry, ABM makes so much sense. It's account-based marketing. And what you do is you create a target list of companies that you want to work with. And in the construction industry, you could use like Dodge and there's other tools like that to find out what projects are coming up that make sense to put on that target account list. And then you market directly to them. So you can create portals with content that would speak directly to their project, their pain points. You can add case studies that represent what their project will look like so they can see how you've transformed past businesses. And then you can do it with um, direct outreach is the easiest thing about it. Um, Business development and technology makes it so much easier because you can use the email addresses of the people that you have from those accounts and make sure your advertising is going directly to those people. Um, I use a tool called Terminus to be able to do that, where you could just upload your your email list and it'll advertise directly to them. But I really love account-based marketing (laughs) because it just makes it so much easier when you have big contracts that come out at the end. It is really strategic. And if you don't get that account, you spent a lot of money that you're not getting back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you could repurpose some of that content to work for other accounts. So just a warning on that one. 100%. And account-based marketing in the service industry, we have a lot of companies that are very transactional. And we have a lot of other companies that are long-term partnerships and, and, and working with big brands. How does that, how does the ABM work with both of those? Long-term relationships versus like projects or intensives. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have long-term relationships, you probably don't need to, unless you need to fill that pipeline, you probably don't need to focus so much on ABM because you don't need to com- continuously fill that pipeline. But it's really great for project-based businesses that constantly need to have fresh people in that pipeline and make sure that they're really targeted with who they're reaching. And the biggest thing is knowing who can have the best and the easiest transformation from your service. And when you know that, then you can create a better target account. It'll be a lot easier to market that way. Gotcha. I'm making notes here. I'm almost full page into this thing. Time to get to page two. <laughs> I got to get to page two. We got so much more to discover. So AI, okay, AI. Let's let's go to AI real quick. Some of our listeners are scared to death of AI. Some of our listeners can't get enough of AI. 
how are we using this? How do we harness AI to kind of automate or enhance the content marketing tasks? How do we use AI? How do we capitalize on that? I use AI to work faster. That's how I use it. So I'll walk through like a typical project I have with someone and how I would use AI. I think that'd be the easiest way to walk through it. So I start off with, I actually was working on one of these this morning, the strategic spark session that I was telling you guys about. Mm -hmm. So I'm interviewing all of the stakeholders and I have a transcript from that. So I copy and paste my transcript into Bard. Actually, after we talked, I switched to Bard from (laughs) ChatGPT. And um, it is so much better. You are right. And then I ask the questions that I need to build out my strategy. So it will take the information I learned in that meeting through that transcript Mm -hmm. and pull it out for me. So I work so much faster. You need to ask the right questions, obviously. Obviously, yeah. And make sure that you're probing for the right answers because sometimes customers don't answer correctly. They think they are, but they're not. And you need to be able to be aware of that. Um, So I use that to work so much faster in the strategy part. And then let's like going past strategy and we're in more of a tactical execution stage of a project. I use it a lot for first drafts making sure, like doing a quick first draft of something. And um, then I'll bring in the subject matter experts and make sure that I'm adding quotes in there Mm -hmm. and direct experience stories in there. And then just cleaning it up, making sure it meets our voice and tone along with those personalized things that you can't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And then last, repurposing. I use it a lot for repurposing. So I would take a video, for example, and throw it into Opus and it'll create 12 shorts that I can use in on YouTube or Reels or TikTok, doing it so much faster. Or if you're doing podcasts, I'll use to- Toasty AI and put my podcast in there and it'll create blogs, social media posts, show notes, descriptions, and highlights for me. So... I like to create that core content really originally, not really involve a lot of AI, but repurpose it using using it. Using AI. Hmm? I say using AI to repurpose then, so you already have the content, using AI to accelerate the delivery, basically. Yeah, to amplify the reach, because all of those little repurposed assets, we can reuse all over the place and get people back to that core piece of content that originated it. Uh, so let's get to some real juice. Let's give these people, our listeners, an opportunity to connect to you. So I understand you have some workshops and to help companies grow. Uh, case study, kind of a, a scenario where somebody's attended uh, one of your workshops and how did they how did they use that content they've gained and what is the result of some of that use? Yeah, so... For the Strategic Spark sessions, I did one recently for a client and they ended up, they were able to use the information I gave them to develop a whole new structure for their website, all new messaging strategy for the copywriting and all of their sales assets because they were, they better understood who their customer was and what that journey could look like. So that's an easy way to do it. But I think the biggest transformation they get is that they get on the same page. 
the client I'm referring to, they were fighting a lot. They were none of no one could agree on who their ideal customer was and what made them different. What was their value proposition? So after we were able to have that session, bring everyone together, they finally saw that they were kind of saying all the same thing. They just were saying it differently. Their own way. Yeah. But having an outside person say, "Mm, excuse me, (laughs) you guys are actually saying the same thing. And this is your value proposition. This is who your ideal customer is. This is what their journey looks like. And this is how you reach them. It makes it a lot easier because you guys internally have all the answers. You just don't always see it because you're in the muck. You're in the daily grind. Yeah. So having that outside perspective has makes a big difference. So if they got a marketing person listening to us for a company and they got the blinders on right now and they think they're running the race, <laughs> need to take the blinders off, get them to one of these workshops with Sarah. You've got to do this because it'll help you immensely understanding what Sarah's teaching and training on. I've been yeah. that person. I was in-house for a long time. I had my blinders on. Yeah. That outside person made such a huge difference. Oh my God. Yeah. We all do it. We all fall prey to the blinders and we think we're running an oval and trying to win the race. And reality is we're running in a tunnel sometimes and we don't, we can't see past our nose. We need people like you, Sarah, to help us get better at what we all do. This is outstanding information for our listeners. I hope they're all listening closely to this thing because you're about to change a lot more lives. You're about to impact a lot more people, and that's super special, and that's a giant value add. Thank you. All right, so I like to focus on stuff that is also very practical and some some concrete steps, if possible. And so if you could maybe give some actionable strategies or tips on – how to really kind of incorporate ABM or AI or these workshops for people that they could go today and go, all right, I'm going to try to implement this. What would that be? Yeah. So an e- a really, really easy way to start building out that ABM list is going to LinkedIn. And if you have LinkedIn Navigator, you can mm-hmm. put in all of the filters <laughs> that you need and build that list. and. Actually, that list, once you build it, you can use a tool called Get Prospect that will find the emails of all of those people. And that is free. Get Prospect is free. That's interesting. So you can, yeah, you can create a quick and easy list of target accounts mm-hmm. and get their email addresses that way. So that's a good place to start. I There's so many filters that makes it easy for you to figure out who the right people are. Yep. Yeah, the navigator um, is really, really cool. I do have it and we do use it. And it's it's great to be able to filter down to exactly the position, the, the role, the location, you know. And the only thing, and I love that you brought up the email, is a lot of these guys will not list their emails. Well, I don't. I, don't <laughs> I know I do. I do. But <laughs> see, but a lot of people won't. So that's kind of cool that you're able to provide a, a tool that will find that email. Is it pretty, yeah. is it accurate? You found it to be really good? Yeah, it's accurate. I've never had a problem and it connects straight to LinkedIn. Nice. So all you have to do is like, it's a little widget. <laughs> all you have to do is yes. press the button and it gives you the email address of the person that you're looking at. You don't even oh. need to pay for Navigator. You could do that with regular LinkedIn. So essentially you could build the list for free. 
completely for free. So that's an easy way to do it. I love the filters that they have in Navigator though. Like being able to narrow it down to like the revenue that they have or the tools they use. That makes it so much easier to say, okay, this this person actually does fit my ideal customer profile. So they're on the list. (laughs) Nice. That is so cool. All right. Well, we're almost out of time. We're right there. We're going to close this thing up. Um, you know, we've really kind of gone through so much content here, the ABM, AI, the workshops, and then really how, how to implement those. There's been some really cool stuff that are really concrete today. Um, I do want to give the opportunity if someone wants to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Like, what's the best way for them to do that? Yep. They can go to sarahnoelblock.com. And that's where they'll find me. I'll create a show note page specifically for this. So um, I'll give that to you afterwards. We'll just call it sarahnoelblock.com slash master, since that's the first word in the in the show nice. notes. So that's what we'll name it. <laughs> and they can go straight to that. I'll give them a promo code. So if they do want to do a strategic spark session, they could get 50% off. There you go. Outstanding. Jim Robinson, closing thoughts from you, buddy. Well, I got a mind blow. There's some value bombs (laughs) today that, uh, you know, sometimes we just think we got it figured out and we don't. And our listeners are of the same, same thing. You know, they're, they have it pretty well dialed in, but now we give an, an edge today. We're giving you Sarah today. And that created a giant edge. If you're not signing up with Sarah, you're going to be so behind by tomorrow. You're going to be begging to get to Sarah <laughs> by Friday. So listeners, pay attention. Get a hold of Sarah. SarahNoelBlock.com. SarahNoelBlock.com. You got to get a hold of her, man. She's got the juice for you to win big tomorrow, but you got to start today. So those takeaways Mind blow on how many apps, platforms, widgets, ways to get better content so you deliver very specific information to the potential buyer. So you're truly adding value, not blanket covering, but you're getting very specific. A lot of big takeaways today. Thank you for your time today, Sarah. I learned a lot. Uh, Big mind open. So thank you for your time today. It was uh, awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And I know we just scratched the surface because with marketing and what you learned yesterday is now (laughs) obsolete. And you're, (laughs) you know, in marketing, we're always relearning and relearning and relearning. And and the basics are still there, but the technology and everything continues to move so fast. That's why having, you know, a, a focus on this is so important. So you brought a lot of information today. I'm really excited to have you on. Well, I have to have you back. I think Thank that's a you. must. I'm happy to. Because there's so much <laughs> yeah. to talk about. Um, and so, but until then, uh, you know, everyone who is listening on your favorite podcast platform, don't forget to hit a like, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we always read those, give those a gem. He loves, you know, you know, reading on the comments and it helps us with content too. If we're providing value for you guys, we'd love to hear that. And then if you're watching yeah. on YouTube, man, don't forget to hit the little bell for notifications subscribe and uh and give us a like thank you guys thanks sarah so much jim as always and we'll see you guys on the next episode awesome see ya great show thank you